welcome to the next episode of Morgan the Ask For Podcast. Monday afternoon. So we will recap uh, last Friday night's high school football action here with Zach Trimble. You know, just kind of my perspective, uh, I was in, a, again, another beautiful night for football. Really only had one uh, issue this year with weather and Cardinal or was off that week, so I didn't have to deal with it. Uh, but again, another lovely night uh, for football. Just kind of an overview. Uh, we both did a real good job. We, uh, You gained one game on me this week, and we'll get into that here in a few uh, minutes. Let's uh, go ahead and get going with that first game, uh, Sigourney, Kyoto, and Pekin, uh, the 2020 version of the Backyard Brawl, and it was all the Cobras in this one. Yeah, Sigourney dominated from the start. Um, I think that's the first shutout in that series since 19. 19- 77 and it's the biggest victory you know biggest margin of victory i think i think pekin's obviously way down this year and you know sigourney's having another solid year um but you know i thought maybe with those two you know being such a big rivalry it'd be closer than it was and uh it really wasn't sigourney kind of dominated all phases of the game all right we'll just go right down the list um here cardinal three and one versus meepo three and one and a 44 to eight win by the bulldogs in what turned out to be a not close. Now, you know, I was there obviously on the radio on the call there on a Tumble radio group. But, you know, I don't know if it, the spread would have been as, as bad. Cardinal kind of shot themselves in the foot uh, with turnovers for the first time all year. Uh, but Meepo impressed and then advertised, uh, in my opinion. And, and we'll talk about this more on Thursday, but it's going to set up one heck of a game on Friday night. Yeah, this score kind of surprised me. I thought, you know, I thought Cardinal you know, would be a little bit closer. Um, obviously, I wasn't there to see it. You were with the turnovers and such. But, you know, I think Meepo's obviously solid again. And, uh, you know, the way they handled Sigourney last year, um, this is definitely not going to be an easy game for Sigourney. And it's obviously I feel like, the you know, it's going to decide the district title here Friday night. Absolutely. We'll keep going here. Ottumwa uh, versus Marshalltown. Uh, battle The Goodman Bowl, as I call it. Uh, and – the son takes it uh, to the dad uh, and doubles him up, 42-21. You know, I think this, this first half was really close. Otomo actually took the lead uh, with under two minutes left to go uh, before halftime, but then uh, Marshalltown went down and scored uh, in, you know, 80-play drive in less than a minute uh, to take the lead going into half and then never look back. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. You know, Tumble put up a decent fight, but, uh, you know, I think they're just lacking that talent to play 4A right now. And uh, uh, Marshalltown had probably just had a little better talent and was able to get the victory. Absolutely. Now going down to, uh, to 3A here, um, Oskaloosa uh, loses to uh, Cedar Rapids Xavier 45-7. to um, Again, I don't know anything about this game really except for it. the score is about exactly what I thought. Yeah, obviously Xavier's really good again, and Oski is, uh, you know, kind of in the rebuilding stages, and Xavier kind of dominated that game. As, as we move on to Eddieville, Blakesburg, Fremont uh, against Central Lee, this was the first game of the slate that we had different games, um, and Eddieville, Blakesburg, Fremont pulls out the 24-14, pretty convincing win there for the Rockets. Yeah, I missed this one. Uh, obviously, Eddieville was, uh, I think, the better team, and it wasn't even close. Um, just, you know, good to see Eddieville get another victory and hopefully they can, you know, grab a couple more before the year's over. Absolutely. We move on down to 3A, back to 3A here with Pella over Carlisle, 
again, we both picked this game and, and write about the score that I thought, you know, just real, real convincing win for Pella and just as they move on and try to get better and, and peak at the right time in the playoffs. Yeah, Pella, like we've said all along, they did the right thing there early in the year getting ready and t- they took a couple losses, but, you know, they know where they need to be to get back to the Dome. All right, moving uh, now. The war on 34 here. Uh, I saw that was the headline in one of the papers or whatever. I saw that Albia put puts a hurt on Sheraton. We both picked this one. Um, you know, it's good to see Sheraton score some points uh, in the 47-21 defeat. Uh, but Albia, um, I'm assuming uh, Mitch Chance or not Mitch Chance, his son Blake Chance uh, had a big game in this one with 47 points on the board. Yeah, I think Sheraton's in for some lane years here. I mean, because we've we know Albia is not real good, but like I said, they've kind of were able to probably get some time for him. And I'm sure, like you said, I'm sure he threw a few touchdowns in this game. All right. Now we move down to, uh, down the road there on Highway 5, uh, Centerville. Uh, you know, we knew this one was going to happen, but uh, PCM, uh, 69 to nothing. You know, when, when you're struggling as a program and, and as a team, uh, you don't ever want to see uh, the number one team on your schedule. And unfortunately, it did. And uh, it was just uh, – too much, uh, you know, just 69 nothing loss. There's really nothing you can talk about that when you just try to move on if you're the big reds. Yeah, I mean, PCM, I mean, it's not it's not really something we talk about, but they might be the best team we cover in, in this whole thing. I mean, throw them in with Pella and a couple others, but they are just very dominating this year, and uh, that's just a tough draw for uh, Centerville there. All right, now we move on to another one where uh, you picked up a game on me. Just get that game back. But uh, Pella Christian traveled to Mount Air. Uh, again, this was kind of a toss-up one. And, again, I'm not surprised Mount Air won, but I am a little bit, uh, you know, with, with the score 28-7 and a pretty convincing win for the Raiders. Yeah, I figured, you know, Mount Air would be ready. Uh, that's a huge game when you get when you get teams like that that come to your to your town to play. And, uh, you know, Mount Air is obviously very solid. That's a – that's a good win, and it was in dominating fashion. And we go uh, back to, one, as I call it, one of your alma maters, uh, the Washington Demons with the 68-20 win over Fairfield. Um, looks to me offensively, they just could do whatever they wanted and then, you know, gave up 20 kind of towards the end there. But, uh, you know, just a big dominating win again for the Demons. As we've talked about all year, they're just uh, rolling through the district and trying to peak at the right time in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's about them around just taking care of business and staying healthy and, uh, you know, trying to get ready for probably that second, third round of the tournaments is when they're going to face their next challenges, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. And now we're going to talk about the next two games on our list. Uh, one we knew was canceled, and then one was a new cancel as of Friday, Mount pleasant Uh Mount Pleasant has uh, COVID issues, so that game was canceled. Um and then, uh, you know, the Davis County West Burlington game was canceled uh, much earlier in the week with David Co- Davis County having, uh, you know, COVID issues. So hopefully those two teams uh, in our area can come back this week. I don't know the status and everything on that. Uh, and we'll know uh, hopefully before uh, Thursday for at least one of those teams, if not both of them. Yeah, it's just kind of how it is this year. I mean, the state did it obviously right by letting everybody into the into the playoffs this year. It's the only really way you could possibly do it and have a legitimate uh, champion. So I, I'm sure it's not going to be the, the last time we talk about COVID. I just hope it doesn't strike in the playoffs when we've got, you know, some really good teams that are facing each other. 
Yeah, because that's what's going to happen now. We're getting into that, you know, 10 days, two weeks, where there's only two weeks left in the season. You're going to start uh, pressing it. Now, if it happens, you're going to miss that first playoff game, and uh, then your season's over. Correct. On to what I think is the surprise game of the week, or at least the score. Uh, but Van Buren goes down to L&M, uh, 43-12. to 12. Um, you know, and I, I knew, you know, after watching L&M last week against Cardinal, they had one really good player, and he had one heck of a game on Friday night and uh, pulled out uh, the convincing 43-12 uh, to 12 win over Van Buren. Um, obviously good for L&M. You don't want to see any team go uh, through the season winless. Yeah, that was, a you know, a, a pretty dominant win. And, I, you know, I think it's kind of Van Van Buren's kind of in the same boat they've been for I don't know how long. They just can, they just truly struggle to put on a put a competitive team onto the field night in and night out. Yeah, so that's another one where you got me. So you, that's where you picked up your one uh, win on me this week. And then our last game of the week, uh, North Nahaska Bell Plain. Again, we both picked Bell Plain big time, and it was that fifty-two fourteen win. Again, just like we uh, thought it would be. Yeah, they took care of business. You know, North Mahaska is obviously trying to rebuild and get back to some of that glory they had, you know, in the mid-2000s. And uh, it's just – it's small-town small football where you just got to run through those cycles. And especially if you are 11-man in the situation they're at, they're, they're probably going to struggle more than they don't, just the way it is this day and age when most of your schools that size are playing eight-man. Absolutely. Um are they choosing to play 11-man, or are they just truly just one of the smaller 11-man schools around? They are choosing. That was actually a huge deal with their school board, and all their coaches had resigned over it. Um, they wanted to go 8-man, and their school board voted against it. And, you know, I don't know if they're – you know, they look right down the road and see what's happened with Montezuma since they made the switch. Um, you know, it kind of started with HLV. They made the switch, and those schools are all – doing very good in eight man and Mahaska school board voted to keep it at 11 man. And they have just struggled, 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 but I don't think they're going to change their mind on it. Yeah. Well, that's, I know when a Derek Casey went to it and to, after the 2000 season, I believe, you know, that was a big deal too. The coaching staff just went to him and said, you know, do you want to go mediocre to below average or do you want to really compete? Um, Cause we had had success when I played and stuff and, they were kind of the next two years, they were just a little bit above average and stuff. And, you know, they kind of saw the writing on the wall and, you know, Walnut and Xyra and all, you know, kind of those teams that Western Iowa kind of started that eight man tradition and situation. And so they joined. And then, you know, obviously for a long time there, they had a lot of success and they've struggled recently and are getting back to it now that they've joined up uh, with Guthrie center. But, you know, I understand I wasn't in necessarily town, but I understand that uh, tough dilemma. You know, they've got a good tradition tradition and everything but it's just going to be a struggle for them with numbers because football is all about numbers it's not really even about hopefully having your best athletes obviously you want those but if you can just field enough players um, and have more more people than the other team you've got a huge advantage in football yeah I mean there I just don't see Mahaska being able to be competitive you know year in and year out if they stay the 11 man route but you know that's that looks to be what they're going to do and uh you know, I, I wish him the best of luck because it's just hard to keep kids out, too, when you're going out and getting beat yeah. 30 to 40 points it, every night. It's real hard. And, you know, that, that's that been the discussion with the Tumwell. Yeah, they're 4A and they're going to stay 4A. But it's just tough when you don't have the same amount of people uh, to choose from as other schools. Yep. All right. 
Um, let's get, you know, 11 and one again for the week for you. And I went 10 and two. So obviously both uh, real good again, but you, uh, last couple of weeks, you've gained a few on me. And so overall now our, our record is 39 and 11 for me and then 38 to 12 for you. So only one game back after that, uh, poor start of four and nine, uh, you've only lost uh, one game each of the next uh, three weeks. So that's, uh, been pretty good, Zach. Yeah, I kind of stumbled out of the gates there that first week, and uh, hopefully, you know, we can get get you caught up here heading into the playoffs, and uh, we'll kind of see how things go in the playoffs. Yep, and just, you know, I want to thank our listeners and everything, and, and I did have our first person, he uh, just started listening uh, today here on Monday, and he sent me a message. Uh, he's going to try to send in his picks uh, Thursday night, uh, Friday morning, but if anybody else would like to, they can email me at Morgan podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at Ryan Morgan 34. Um, you can send in your picks of our area teams and I will send out the games on Thursday when we do our podcast for that. Okay. So, you know, again, you know, just, you know, Zach spread the word and I'll spread the word and maybe we can get a few uh, people uh, with us picking these games. It's kind of fun. I think. Yeah, I enjoy it. I'm already looking forward to, this week, obviously, living in Sigourney, that's probably the game of the week in our area, I would think. I don't know much about it, but I know definitely it's the game of the year for SK this week against Meepo, so that should be a fun one. Yeah, well, not not just a big game this year, but obviously wanting a little revenge off of last year. Exactly. All right, thanks a lot, and we'll uh, talk to you on Thursday, Zach. Thank you for listening to Morgan the Asphalt Podcast. If you like what you hear, click the like button. Or hit subscribe if you want to hear more episodes from Morgan the Ask For Podcast. Also, if you would like to comment or with any show ideas or anything, please contact me at Morgan the Ask For Podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at RyanMorgan34.